Now approaching the tee, it's Evan Cohen. The PGA Tour has arrived in Palm Beach County, featuring some of the best golfers from around the world and even better vibes. It's the Honda Classic. ESPN's Honda Classic coverage is presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Amper, and Brightline. This is ESPN 1063, 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Okay, welcome to the show. Evan Cohen with you on the 24th day of February 2023 as we are live at the Honda Classic PGA National Resort and Spa alongside Jeanette Javier. You can follow us on Twitter at Evco Radio, EVCO Radio, and at Jeanette and Juice. Yes, back here on ESPN West Palm. Thrilled to be. And then I got told Jeanette's with me, so I don't know how thrilled I am. <laughs> how did I get? How did I in life, after 20 years at this <laughs> radio station, get myself so attached to you, of all people? I don't know, but I know you missed me. Don't deny it. Uh-huh. You see? What? Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. That's your way of showing you care. Well, as we do to start every show, we did it yesterday with Jay Martin. Here's Jeanette with the leaderboard report. Uh, yeah, there is golf. There are drinks, beautiful outfits. Uh, go have some Gosling's rum. I love mango, so the dark and Boy, you, mango. Boy, you really good. did a good job. So let's do the leaderboard report based on the Gosling's in front of us. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, mango is always the foundation of a good drink, especially I'm from the Caribbean. Grew with mango, so You're definitely. You're not from the Caribbean? What are you talking about? The Dominican Republic is in the Caribbean. It's an island in the Caribbean. But when you, you would say you're from the Caribbean versus the Dominican Republic? Yes, because... I've, I've, I've never heard you refer to yourself as from the Caribbean. Today, you're now from the Caribbean. Yes, I guess so. Absolutely. You can't change where you're from. Because it's, I'm not wrong. I'm just generalizing it. Okay. All right. So, you interrupted my leaderboard. So, uh, the foundation, uh, mango, dark and stormy, gosling, rum, definitely numero uno at the top. You know, black cherry, that's a good one. Sometimes it hits or miss. That one's definitely on the feels. It's hot. It's perfect golf weather. So dark and stormy black cherry, definitely feeling the vibe. So that's second on the leaderboard. And you know what? Pineapple. Mm. It needs to catch up. It's not doing so well in the top three. So that's okay. number three. All right. Well, um, basically, they're all winners then when you're going with the <laughs> Gosling's leaderboard. Well done, Jeanette. Uh, by the way, before we uh, actually get into everything else, Jeanette, nice of you to show up today. Yesterday you were late. Uh, no. Yeah? I was here like 23 minutes before showtime. So let me ask you a question. If you are told as a host to get here at a certain time and the show starts at another time, wouldn't late be if you're not here at the time you're supposed to be here? You only look at it as the time you're supposed to be on the air? Because there's, there's a difference, is there not? There is, but I feel like I did very well being here 23 minutes early. And today, I was an hour and a half early. But you weren't so 20, so 23 minutes early to the show when you were supposed to be here 30 minutes early to the show is seven minutes late. Yeah, but you're not looking at it from the positive of 23 minutes early. No, but that's not early. And are times transferable? Because an what do you hour mean are times transferable? An Is hour it? and a half early today, I can take seven minutes of that and put it on yesterday. 
and even 45 minutes (laughs) and put it on yesterday. So you think you being so early today can uh apply to yesterday? I learned from my mistakes and took the extra mile to be super extra early. And yeah, I'm well fed. I was productive, slightly. Hmm. And I was here an hour and a half early. I was here before you. Yeah, you were, but I was still early. I don't think that's never happened. But I was here early like relative to when I was supposed to be here. I'm told I'm supposed to be here 30 minutes early. And so I was here an hour early. And I was here an hour and a half early. Actually, I was here 30 minutes early to being 30 minutes early. Now you're confusing me. Meaning if you're here, if we're, we're on the air at 2, we're supposed to be here at 1.30. If I get here at 1, then I'm a half hour early to being a half hour early. Do you have a hickey? No, no, <laughs> no. Why would you? That's a curling iron burn. Oh, yeah, oh that's what gosh. they all say. That's it's what they all say. Stand over there. Event. Jeanette, go in front. We're going to have people analyze whether or not. Bring the microphone. Whether or not Jeanette has a, hook, a hickey. Bring the microphone. <laughs> go walk it's in front. Excuse me. Take the, head, take the headsets off. Take the headsets off and go walk in front. I, okay? think, that, I think it reaches. Yeah, okay. So what I'm saying, to walk around, you're going to have to take them off. All right, we're going to have people walk by and evaluate. Please move the headsets away from your neck if you could. Uh, can you guys come over here for one second here at the Honda Classic? Uh, over here, we need you on the air. Does she have a, 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 a hickey? Does she have a hickey? Take a look at her neck. Uh, what do you come- think? Does she have a hickey? Right we're speaking to the microphone. Get closer to Jeanette. What do you think? No hickey. No hickey, yeah. all right? No. What do you, okay. No. Wow. What do you guys think it is? Told you. 0 oh and sing, 3. She's saying. 0 oh and 3. Let's see these two. Do you guys? Can you guys come over here for a sec? No? Okay. Nobody wants to come over. Yeah, you. Do, does you think she has a hickey? Look at her neck. Yes. Yes? What, what? Absolutely. Absolutely a hickey. Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, you're losing. You're losing. I'm down 3-1. Uh-huh. All right. What are we playing to? <laughs> Five. Five. Five as to whether or not Jeanette has a hickey. Um, all right. Come on. Keep going here. Who else do we have? I'm not going to do it with a kid. No, no, no. Not no, appropriate. No. Um, okay. We're going to keep moving here. Uh, Courtney, yes. If we can come over here for one second, young lady. Uh, thank you. Can you guys evaluate something for us? We have a big debate here on the we show. Have very important. Does she have a hickey? Is that a hickey? No. Um, I've seen hickeys no. before, I, I, and that is definitely a hickey. No. Yes. I think and, she burned um, herself with a curling iron. Oh, that's, that's her excuse. Have you used that excuse? Yeah, you've used that excuse. <laughs> I'm still winning. I need it's one more four to two. five. One four more to two five. as to whether or not Jeanette has a hickey. One more to There's five. always something with her. Today it's a hickey. Uh, let's see. Sir, can you come over here? No? All right, we don't have great on-site producing all of a sudden. All right, here we go. Can you take a look at her neck uh, behind you? Do you think that's a hickey, sir? I would say that is a hickey. All right, four, three. Uh, sir, come on over here in the, pur- in the nice purple shirt and the Evan, underarm hat. Evan, you're skewing this I'm so not skewing badly. it to whoever's walking by. Profiling. I'm uh, profiling. Profiling what? I'm not profiling. I'm just asking anybody who comes by. All right, do you think, sir, that oh. she has a hickey? No. Nah. All right, well, 5-3 I lost as to whether or not Jeanette has a hickey. Tell us the truth. Is it a hickey? No, it's a curling iron burn. I would have told you it was. Mm, I don't know about that. What have I ever lied to you? Um, Where where do you want me to begin as to whether or not you've lied to me? (laughs) Well, there it is. Uh, Good start to the show, uh, whether or not Jeanette has a hickey. Uh, Courtney Rukoff is here. She's our marketing and content director. Courtney, what do you think? Does she have a hickey? Yes or no, Courtney? I have no idea if that microphone's even on. Let's see here. Our on-site producer has left. Nope, of course. Stone is nowhere to be found. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. So forget that. Speaking to Jeanette's microphone, does she have a hickey, Courtney? Okay, so no. But? But... In the stage that it is now, I can see why it would appear as said hickey. But it's clearly a, a burn, but has now transformed into a hickey-like looking mark. It's not bruising. That's what a hickey And is. can you explain, Courtney, while we're here, why you assign an on-site producer that leaves the site? Well, he had to use the restroom. Is, is this, this is ridiculous, this guy. Unbelievable. I'm, oh, boy. He is, in, he is in for it with me. Anyway, all right. Well, welcome back, everybody, here at the Honda Classic. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Oh, look, Stone's back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, now we don't need him. He, we, when we needed him, we, he wasn't here. And exactly. now, he's, uh, now he's back. So. We've, we've done so much, though. We found we, we – you learned I do not have a hooky, hickey. A hooky? Oh, God. <laughs> That was a Freudian slip if I've done one. A Freudian? Freudian. Maybe speak uh, Caribbean if you could. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, uh, the biggest story today in sports, uh, I, will, 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 I will give you a Honda Classic leaderboard report since Jeanette is incapable of doing so, obviously. I could do it with alcohol. What? I did it. I did the leaderboard with alcohol. Everybody should be drinking. All right. Justin Sue is in the lead at 10 under. Chris Kirk at 9 under. Ryan Garrard at 8 under. Ben Martin at 7 under. No relation to John. And Eric Cole at 7 under here. All Americans all atop the leaderboard here at the Honda Classic. Now, Jeanette, mm-hmm. the biggest story in sports today by far is this Russell Wilson story where the athletic comes out with this bombshell uh, report that Russell Wilson basically tried to get his coach, Pete Carroll, and his GM, John Schneider, fired a year ago when he was with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And there was a whole thing about whether or not he tried to get them fired. Now, I think the untold part of this story, and this is where you wonder, who does this make look good and bad? Because the, the other part of the story that's in there is that the guy he wanted in Seattle, ironically enough, was Sean Payton, who's now his head coach with Denver. So part of me almost thinks... Maybe this is actually a good thing for Russell Wilson in a weird way in that the coach now that everybody was wondering could he get along with that coach is actually the guy that he's wanted for a decent period of time. Now, we know he wasn't getting along with Russell Wilson. We know he wasn't getting along with John Schneider. And people have been attacking and piling on Russell Wilson now for the better part of the last year. He also, um, you know, obviously did not have a good season last year. And there's some people that um, really made some horrible predictions, like one person who said that he thought that they were going to win the Super Bowl and Russell Wilson would be MVP. That person's me. Uh, that's not a great prediction that I you had. called your you you said yourself you had a horrible prediction. Just want to reiterate. Yeah, that. it was a horrible prediction. I I how can you think otherwise? I mean, it obviously was a horrible prediction, but I just look at this whole situation and I don't know that it makes Russell Wilson look that bad, and he's now since kind of denied it, but. Isn't this kind of what we thought? That he wanted them out and they wanted him out. They had the power. They utilized the power. And I think, again, the untold part of this is that the guy he wanted is the guy they now have in Denver. So if you're a Broncos fan, in a weird way, doesn't this give you a little bit of confidence? Yes, but definitely a bad look on Russell Wilson. Why? Because... Didn't you expect this to be the thing? Yes, but you shouldn't, like, as a quarterback, like, you should. Yes, I am a quarterback, so good. It's good. Talk to me eight, in this regard. Eight interceptions? It, irrelevant. Well, it, might, it, could be, it could be on the Russell Wilson front, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you should always respect the head guy, the head coach, and what he's doing, and how he's trained, trying to manage everything. Why are you going to down him like that? 
Especially but, when you're not even having a good season. Who are you? But this was two years ago, and I, I don't know. I kind of, like, again, what did we think was happening? Did you think that Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and everybody there were getting along? Of course not. Why would they have traded him? Well, did you see that tweet that he put out? He was like, oh, Pete Carroll's like my dad. Well, yeah. He's a father figure. Well, I, I respect mean, him so much. Did you, though? Did you? Yeah. Why couldn't he not feel that way? Now, I don't want to get too emotional here and too serious on this. I'm going to pop up the tweet. But, I mean, his dad did pass away, and that was obviously a big thing for him. Of course. Um, and so, you know, having him as a, a father figure, if that's what, if that's what he's saying, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of look at that situation and say, this is what I anticipated it was. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, like, huge that came out of this today other than that he wanted Sean Payton. That that is actually the bigger story. If why would they break up? Like the reality. Like think about it. If Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the Packers, guess what? They don't want him, and he doesn't want them. If a year later, if a year later, it would come out. Oh, Rodgers tried to get them fired. Like what did you expect to be? Like uh, of course. And Russell Wilson, sweet at Danger Russ Wilson. I love Pete. And he was a father figure to me. And John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All of all, any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. As you're saying, that's not true at all. That his denial is completely false. No, his PR person was like, oh, you sound bad right now. We need you to be back to the cheesy human everybody knows you to be. Write something positive. But why is he? This is, this is what bothers me. So he comes off a little cheesy. He does so many good things. And yet people hate on him for that. No, I don't, it's, it's just cheesy the way he is and the way he acts. Like, why are you doing high knees on a plane? But, like, he's, he's always committed to trying to win. He's always committed to trying to work out and do everything. Like, high it's knees just, on a plane, though? It's just amazing the person and people we hate. And, like, that's the guy we hate on? Like, we spend more time hating on Russell Wilson than we do uh, Deshaun Watson. Think about it. I don't. But it, I'm surprised you haven't dropped Tim Tebow yet. No, well, that's another one. Yeah, I mean, we hate on Tebow. Like, so we're only going to hate on the, like, the guys that are actually decent guys? Russell Wilson's a decent guy. Tim Tebow is a great guy. I mean, Deshaun Watson is not in the news as much as Russell Wilson is. Think about that for a second. Does that make sense to you? No. I but mean, think, like, he hasn't really spoken, and I'm not trying to defend him at all. Well, you are, kind of. No, so I you're do, saying, I oh, when Russ, when Russ speaks, he's cheesy, so let's make fun of him. And Deshaun Watson avoids it and is actually screwing up the whole league right now. Now, it's not his fault, but the whole league is screwed up because everybody looks at Deshaun Watson and says, well, if he's making that money, how come I can't make that money? What are you asking for, a pen? Yes. Well, it's I've, not my I've fault. been looking for a pen. Well, why didn't you bring a pen? It's probably in here, but in the midst of moving, I have, like, Oh, everybody living... feels so badly for you. I'm not. I'm not trying to make everybody feel bad for me at all, but I just want a pen. I got lipstick. I got lotion. I got a lotion cap. I have all the things. Thank but you. You stole a pen from my son. I asked. I understand, but he's got work to do here, too. Oh, he's, you got your son working? Oh, now, now you're mad about that? At least some kid is working around here, and none of the other kids are. Uh, why? I'm just try, I'm trying to do a better job for you with a pen. Why for? Who doesn't bring a pen to a show? I thought I had a pen. Maybe I what left do you it need at a the pen? ballpark. Tell me what you need a pen because for. Because when you speak, sometimes thoughts come to me, and I want to write the thoughts down. you don't remember them like a minute later? Yes! So, so then, ah! Oh, thank you! Look at this guy. Ah, uh, you want to give her a hickey? What a, <laughs> what a gentleman. Oh, okay, he's good. He's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, she already has one. Are you trying to one. find me a boyfriend out here, Evan? Don't. Okay, let's see. You would. Let's see what Jeanette would, is, is going to write down. No, no, she it comes first, natural. You can't li- force you me. You can't write it on the back of the live read because other people need that. I have paper. Oh, you have paper. Great. I have paper. I have paper. What a start to the show today. What a start. Boy, it's Did like you we miss never me? left. Yeah, uh, no. I got it. Thank no, you. No, no, don't worry I can't, about it. I can't she, take it. You came prepared, Aiden. She did not. I have so many notes. Where are they? Soon to be. <laughs> so many notes. I lost the pen. No, it's here. <laughs> All right. We're just getting started here at the Honda Classic. We are going to be with you until 3 o'clock. Josh Cohen and the home team at 4 o'clock. Uh, a reminder, on Friday, March 3rd, a huge event here on ESPN 106.3 as ESPN West Palm turns 20. And we are giving you the gift out there to join us for 20 hours. ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20. 20 consecutive hours of live local radio on ESPN 106.3 from midnight to 8 p.m. Your current and favorite and former hosts like me, on-air personalities, will throw the ultimate party to celebrate 20 years of ESPN West Palm, defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Are you going to be a part of this? Yes. I have a couple minutes with you after I work a baseball game. You have a couple minutes with me. I think 30 minutes. Okay, you're, you're on for 30. At what time? Uh, whenever I come back from being the in-game host at the ballpark of the Palm oh, Beaches. I always about Jeanette. Whenever I come back from the in-game host, how come you guys didn't promote it enough? ESPN West Palm's <laughs> 20 for 20, Friday, March 3rd from midnight to 8 p.m. All right, coming up, we will see what Jeanette actually wrote down. <laughs> Is Jeanette going to write down anything? She's very excited. She got a pen and a hickey. So some good things for Jeanette here. A pen and a hickey. Uh, we will find out what Jeanette is doing with that pen and that hickey next on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN 106.3's Honda Classic coverage presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Amper, and Brightline. Along with Jeanette Javier, Evan Cohen, back with you here at the Honda Classic PGA National Resort and Spa. Jeanette, let's give them a leaderboard report. Yeah, so uh, water. Why is it it so hard for anybody to look up the leaders of this tournament? I don't understand you guys. No, it's just I'm just very focused on the job at hand. You know, I'm focused on my notes. I would, you know, my best friend since college showed up. She's not your best friend. She's not my best friend, but we're very close. <laughs> I could tell she's not your best friend because you guys were like surprised to see each other. And so there was an element here of like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. I didn't know you were going to be here. And clearly you don't communicate that much. She's tried to communicate, but I've been in Orlando. She's invited oh, me out phones, to visit family all the time. There, I guess. Well, phones she invites in me because she texts me. And to do that, you have to use your cellular device. Anything else, Evan? I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> anyway, half the time I was uh, saying. Either. Sue at ten under, Kirk at nine under, Gerard at or Gerard at eight under, uh, John Martin at seven under, Cole Keisha Cole at seven under, and Taylor at seven under as well. Some of the um, the leaders here at the Honda Classic PJ National Resort and Spa. Beautiful day, by the way. Kids get in free. 
to this. Let's not let's not sleep on that because my son got in free today, um, and now he's dancing around that he got in free. Sweet but, moves. Yeah, so that uh, kids get in free. Now, Jeanette said that she needed to write a couple of things down for the show and really get herself prepped uh, for this next uh, conversation. Uh, so I'm looking over at your notes, and there seems to be nothing. There is nothing. So why not did you, you need this pen? Because I, I because I, there's going to be notes taken. I will alarm you when there are notes. You will alarm me. Yes. Anyway, um, so, you know, the XFL is going on, mm-hmm. and A.J. McCarron is a guy that, you know, was a great quarterback at Alabama. At one point, I said many times I thought he was going to be the number one overall pick in the draft, and I thought he should have been the number one overall pick in the draft. That didn't pan out. And A.J. McCarron has, is now at a point which makes me feel old, where he has kids that are, you know, six years old, somewhere around there. And A.J. McCarron is now playing in, and he was in the um, NFL for the last however many years as a backup quarterback. And he's playing in the XFL now. And he had another good game last night. And he was asked about it last night about playing in the XFL. And one of the things that, that he alluded to, which I thought was so interesting, was he could have stayed in the NFL and been a backup. Probably a third string, inactive at times. Maybe second string. Or he could have gone to the XFL and played. And the reason he chose to go to the XFL is because his kids never saw him play. And he wanted his kids to see him play which I thought was such an interesting thing. So if given the choice of a third-string quarterback in the XFL, uh, in the NFL or a starter in the XFL, where are you going? So alarm, I wrote down note, and one word, moolah, money. Young moolah, baby. Where's the money? But, it also, it, but if you played a decade in the NFL like AJ has or close to that, he's got enough money. He was already he's been working for ESPN. He's doing college football stuff. He's got money. Then then if that doesn't matter, then yeah, show up for your kid. But it's not showing up for did you listen to one thing I just said? Yes, he wanted to play in the XFL so his son could see him play. Right. But well, I didn't say son, I said kids, because I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Kids. So his kids could see him play. Right. I would say no if I made more money in the NFL, but if his incentive is the emotional part about having kids, then go ahead and play in the XFL. But I think it is interesting that, like, you know, you never really think about, like, if you're a professional athlete, more times than not, your kids, like, whenever you have kids, they never actually see you play in the moment. They only see the highlights after the fact. The concept of being old enough, like you think about LeBron's kids and how they're they're such a big deal now with Bronny and Bryce uh, James and how not only are they old enough to play their own sport, but they're old enough to actually like experience what their dad is doing, right? And they're Mm -hmm. they're experiencing it in a way where they're going to these games. They were there for the night of the record and things like that, that I just think it's such an interesting concept that I had never thought about until McCarran actually said this. Of like, like, think about who the best players are in, in the respective sports, right? Like Brady's kids kind of saw him. Like his oldest son did. Remember, there was that moment at Green Bay where they won the Tampa. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the NFC Championship. They won it at Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl. And Brady goes to the to the sidelines mm-hmm. to the to the crowd, and he's waving for his oldest son Jack to come down because he was there, and he's old enough to understand it. His kids, his other kids, are not necessarily young enough to, or not old enough to understand. Like, oh my God, my dad's the greatest player in sport. Mike Trout's kids, if you want to consider him the best player in baseball. I think Mike Trout has like a ba- like a literal like a baby. Like his wife just gave birth or whatever it was. That kid may never experience what it's like to actually watch their dad play in that moment as that level of greatness. That happened with JJ Watt too, where in his last uh, game before he officially retired, he brought his essentially newborn 
to the field to but have that, that picture. That kid is, right, but that's a picture. That's not an experience. A picture is worth a thousand words. I understand that, but I'm saying that that kid doesn't actually experience anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kid will look back on it and be like, oh, wow, like I took a – like Steph Curry's kids, there's been a million pictures that have gone viral with his daughter – you don't remember that she was at the press. They were at the, the press, press conferences, conference, yeah. and people, for whatever reason, had a problem with that. And so they were at the press conferences, and now they're kind of getting old enough to experience it. But last year, I'm not saying definitely, but last year could have been his last title. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's possible. It's like so, I think the concept of saying, you know what, my kids knew that I was a football player, my kids understood that that's what I did for a living for all of these years. But they never actually experienced me playing football and going to a game and, like, understanding it. And would, I think that's pretty cool. Would you do it? I think if I – I would never would have thought about it this way, ever. Like, I never would have thought, hey, like, if voluntarily would I not play in the NFL to play in the XFL? Mm-hmm. But the way that he laid it out makes a lot of sense. Because my son who's here today is nine years old. If I were to be playing in a game in sports – he would understand it mm-hmm. now. But five years ago, four years ago, obviously not. So I never would have thought about, like, why would anyone in their right mind, if they had an opportunity to play in the NFL or MLB or NHL or, or NBA, why would they ever say, you know what, I'm good. I'll do something else instead. But there is an aspect to it that the way that he phrased it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't sympathize with kids. I don't want kids. Okay, that's good. All right, there's Jeanette, ladies and gentlemen. I don't sympathize with kids. Well, I, I not, do, but I'm not going to change my you, career for them. But you're not sympathizing at all. What do you mean sympathizing? What kind of sympathy are you giving the kids? Um, Like change my career for them? You're still a football player. Yeah, but not. it's not the NFL. There's a difference, I believe, between the NFL and the XFL. Oh, really? How'd you figure that out? My brain, yeah. smart. Oh, wow. There's a difference. Be- per-, per Jeanette Javier, yes. there is a difference between the NFL and the XFL. But, Jeanette, there is a difference when it comes to Gosling's and every other drink. So tell everybody about it, G. Gosling's is the official rum and ginger beer of the 2023 Honda Classic. Gosling's rum is debuting two new drinks at the Honda Classic this year. The flavor dark and stormy ready-to-drink cans coming in mango, pineapple, and black cherry flavors. And the new Ocean Aged Rum, Spirited Seas. Rum is really good. Josh Cohen and Theo Dorsey are going to be doing a specialty remote broadcast from the Gosling's Bear Trap uh, that on Saturday, yep. today, tomorrow, tomorrow, from 12 to 2. ESPN West Palm's Honda Classic coverage is proudly sponsored by Gosling's Rum. For more information about new Gosling's products, visit goslingsrum.com. 21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. All right, coming up. Steve Politziner is supposed to join us, the president of our company. He said he was going to be here from 2.30 to 3. It's already 2.30, and he's not here. We'll see if he is with us next on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN 106.3's Honda Classic coverage, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner, Affer, and Brightline. Welcome back out to the Honda Classic PGA National Resort and Spa. Along with Jeanette Javier, Evan Cohen with you. And now, look who's here. Kind of on time somewhat. Steve Politziner, the president of Good Karma Brands for now. And um, hello, how are you? Hey, Evan. <laughs> uh, a little different than 2003. Oh, we're the same. 
No, I think actually 03 was better, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Um, yeah, I would say that this is bigger and better than it's ever been, obviously. 2003 was literally in your backyard. You just didn't know it was going to be in your backyard <laughs> at that point at Mirasol when we first did the Honda Classic shows from there. Uh, Sue, Kirk, Gerard, Martin, and Cole in the lead. Uh, that's who you want. And uh, there you go. So st what? You were ready? for? I was ready. I had it pulled out. All right, good. Uh, let's get Steve up to date on some of the things we've done so far. Uh, let's have him look at Jeanette's <laughs> neck. We had uh, nine people weigh in. Is that a hickey, Steve? Go ahead. Wait, wait th this thing right here? Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to say that is not a hickey. She's saying You are losing it, it, so bad. If it, was, if it is, it was one of the worst, you know, fundamentally given hickeys uh, I have seen, or it was I from someone... I do have someone... those ranked uh, <laughs> fundamentally given hickeys? It just doesn't... It doesn't... You know what? It doesn't have the skin break it, uh, that a hickey usually uh, accompanies. <laughs> breakdown? <laughs> Boy, the scientific <laughs> breakdown from Steve. I've seen um, hickeys for 25 years. Uh, all right. Couple, we'll have you weigh in on two other things that we've talked about so far, and then get your feel for the Honda in terms of you know just being out here and out and about, obviously, as I know you've been. Uh, the first thing... The whole Russell Wilson story, to me, what did people expect? Did they, did they think that he was traded because they all were getting along? I think the biggest takeaway is that when he went to Seattle, which he's denying, but when he went to Seattle to ask for this whole crew to be gone, the guy he asked for is Sean Payton. Yeah. Which I think, this, if you're a Broncos fan, this is the greatest story you've ever seen. It's like, oh, he wanted that guy two years ago, so now I'm not as worried about the idea of him, like, you know, playing for the guy. What did you think he was traded for? Because they all got along? Right, right, right. Isn't there always, even Brady Belichick, isn't there a point where it's like, it's me or the other one? And at some point, uh, you have to make a decision. They made the decision that they would rather rebuild with Carroll than try to keep winning with Russell Wilson, who clearly maybe didn't want Carroll. Right. And had, and had rid himself of him. I sat at the Super Bowl, I think I told you, I was at a dinner. No, nobody and, listening heard this uh, stuff. Oh, sorry. So I was at the, at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was at a dinner. And at the next table over, from what I was told, um, was the first time that Peyton and Russell Wilson had been together at the Sean same time. Payton. Sean Peyton. They yeah. sat next to each other, you know, at dinner and looked like, you know, completely, of course, you know, happy and lovey-dovey. That was even after Peyton had said, Russell Wilson's quarterback guy, or trainer guy gone. Well, He's you know that guy. That guy was Jake Heaps, who was a quarterback in Miami for two minutes. People don't even know who oh, that guy right, is. Yeah. Right. No. But I also well, don't I you think you knew. Who don't he you was. think to me uh, or uh, Evan, it's Russell had that perfect image. <laughs> He's not even acknowledging your <laughs> presence. It's like, dude, there's no way Jeanette's Harry gonna have an opinion. said you don't have a hickey. What else do you want? Harry <laughs> uh, 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 got your back there. Thank um, you, Steve. Evan. Uh, Perfect image is Russell Wilson. He is like the perfect PR image. Everything. The look, but he's the not smile. anymore. Well, that's my point. And nobody is that perfect. And somebody got to, you know, that story. But, I almost think like, shame on us. Shouldn't we have known? But we, been that Jeanette perfect? and I were arguing about this because I've made, the, I've made the comments that I believe we've spent more time ripping Russell Wilson apart than we have Deshaun Watson. Uh, shouldn't we focus on Deshaun Watson as the issue? I'm just throwing out there. The other thing, um, so y most likely you didn't see this, but last night XFL was going on. Mm -hmm. A.G. McCarron is a quarterback of a team in the XFL. Yep. A.G. McCarron has publicly said now that the reason he's in the XFL is he could have gone back to the NFL yep. as a backup or third string, but he wanted his kids to see him play. And when asking the question, would you rather be a backup in the NFL or a starter in the XFL, I never would have considered it this way. But based on what he said, I actually think what he's doing is phenomenal. The idea of, like, letting his kids you're, – okay, you're actually a good example. Your kids are, what, 9 and 13 now? 12, yeah, 12 and 13. 13, yep. Uh, 12, 12, 12 and 9. Your kids know you had a five-day-a-week radio show. 
They never listened live during the mo- like. Wouldn't it be cool in theory for them to get in the car after school and hear your show, right? And so what AJ McCarron is doing is basically saying, like, my kids know I played football. They never saw me play football. Yeah. I think it's great what he's doing. I do, but also uh, I would also like as much as I like my kids to hear me. I'd also like my kids' college to be paid for. So I might take that backup quarterback job. You're really on Jeanette's side. I might take that backup quarterback job. Go ahead. I also think AJ McCarron could end up as a backup quarterback in the NFL. Right, he made the line that maybe it didn't need to make. Yeah, yeah, and this could be a a path path for it. Obviously, it's really cool that his kids are going are going to get to see him play. But I I think. it sounds almost Are you saying like the good. company you worked for that you did a five-day-a-week show didn't pay you enough to do a five-day-a-week show? Is that what you're saying? No. I think no. you kind of just floated that. <laughs> I think no. so, too. Yeah. No, not at all. My thing is, don't you think McCarron can end up as a backup quarterback in the of NFL course. from this? Hey, was last and what's he going to Nope, nope. I'm going to stick with I'm only going to play in leagues. You know, <laughs> that if the XFL <laughs> folds, I'm going to the next league where my kids can see me play, you know, in the arena league, whatever That's league. That's fair. Well, Jeanette, go ahead. Make your case, and then we'll hear it from you. In Steve. my extensive notes that I've taken about the show today, mm, we got well to done. this topic. and That's extra prep because you actually wrote one word out. <laughs> you see? And the one word. Did you listen to what she said? She didn't say her notes for the show. She takes notes about the show oh, as after. it's going. Yeah. No, during. <laughs> yeah, because she forgets what I what have happens. sparks of brilliance, and I want to write them down so I don't forget. Wow. But in one of those sparks of brilliance, I wrote down moolah because that's the only thing that would have ha- like helped me leave or make my decision in leaving the NFL and playing okay. or the Great. XFL. Great notes. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Steve, you've been uh, – copy your notes? That's <laughs> oh, more than you have. Her uh, one word phone. is – you, And you what have does a, it can be? Like, a throat lozenger. Uh, <laughs> I took it out. I didn't know if it would be good on the, the end. What? You could have put it in the trash? Oh, I need it for later. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Steve, you've been bouncing around the Honda Classic. Tell everybody a little bit about uh, what they're missing out if they're just listening or if they're on the way in Well, you know, it's amazing. I think there's a few things here. Um, There's so much talk about the field. I don't think there's anything that you can ignore. But there's so much equal talk for for the field talk, which we know it's a challenge situation, what the Honda's going through, you know, right now, from the live defections to the elevated events, you know, to the timing on the schedule. Well, we don't know. Actually, go deeper into that. Explain the difference, like, this year and then the peak year of names for the Honda. Yeah, yeah, where the Honda had. You know, more than half of the top 20 players in the world to now where it's eight of the top 50. Um, what you had was a couple of factors. First off, you had uh, the schedule changing to where ev- so many events are pushed to the front end of the year. That was an always thing. Forget about live and forget about elevation, where players in the last couple of years had to make decisions. Do I do the World Golf Classic? And elevation ha- is the more money th- yep. for the certain for events. certain events, but there was also, well, you have to play an Arnie's event, you have to play in Tiger's event in L.A., so there were these really have to, not because the money was more, because of the uh, commitment, the prestige on that, so you had that factor. Then you add in the defection of live golfers. It is a huge amount of players that have played in this event um, for many years, and the other thing is a lot of them are local, so that it hurts a little bit more when a Brooks Kepka, you know, isn't playing in this event. People that you've seen, um, but uh, someone who isn't local, like uh, Sergio, plays this, used to play in this event. You know, every year you won't see him, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And then the last thing is the elevated um, situation. The PGA Tour went out and said we are going to elevate the purses for these events. If you're in that. and you're one of the top players, you actually have to play in those events, which means if you want a week off, 
this, this is when the week off is going to be. And it's going to be a couple of years. But my thing is, on the flip side, everybody wants to be here. As much demand on tickets, I assume they will set a record attendance. The weather looks beautiful. And in that regard, uh, to, like it or not, golf is secondary. It's about camaraderie, community, and being out and, and enjoying the weather. So if you let's just pretend the Honda Classic handed you the tournament tomorrow, would you try to pair with a player to make it someone's tournament? Like Jack has enough tournaments; he's it's his charity that's that benefits from this, which yeah, is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, would you call on a Rory and say, "Hey, let's make you're kind of next up"? Sure. Where would you go with that? Yeah, uh, the you know, no, I was talking to Jeanette. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to say Brooks Hepka because oh, uh, he's the local guy. Okay, cool. He's, he's, on, the, he's on the live tour. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, never mind. Uh, okay, great. Um, and, and I guess that was not your note because your note said moolah. So yeah. I was going to go to your notes, uh, Jeanette. <laughs> always prepped. But <laughs> Evan, if, you, if it's like practical and realistic, like who's available, you already said. You know, this has always been Jack's. Jack's been very careful. This is sort of his second event. It's why Barbara is on the board. It's why Barbara goes on air and talks um, on TV around, around this event because he has the memorial. Um, Tiger has his own event. Right. And and, and frankly, this is an event that Tigers, you know, you're going to see playing in. Um, the two names to me have always uh, been Rory. Um, and while Rory's like here, um, I'm not sure if like, even though he has won this event once, I don't, he doesn't play it every year. He never played it every year. So just like the connection, I always thought this would be Rick, could be Ricky Fowler's. You know, Ricky Fowler, but what happened is his game fell off. So and, can I throw you for a loop? Sure. What about Steph Curry? Uh, like in general, because I don't know what his give connection is to here, but no, like, I was just to here, like Ray just, Allen or something like no, that. No, give Steph Curry the event. Uh, There's a lot of talk yeah, he's going to move to Orlando, sure. right, when he's all done. He already bought a house in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you have, I mean, I'm just you, saying, yeah, you need to have a natural connection. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about guys here and, you, and you're going mega star, exactly. You know, that's where I was going next. Michael Tom Brady continues to be rumored to want uh, uh, settling down here one day. So you have those uh, ideas of, uh, you know, uh, of, of possibilities. <laughs> Up against the break? Yeah. <laughs> You're getting the break. I got on. it. I got right. it. So, okay, so then you, wh- that is your strategy, Steve? No, no. You asked about, you know, uh, aligning with the player. It's also tough. For example, let's say you align with Ricky Fowler. Well, Ricky mm-hmm. Fowler's literally game fell apart. He he fell off the tour. So now what? What's, what's, right. the, what's the incentive? What's well, the, I don't know. Is he a good, you know, like... What's the connection? Marketer, the, ambassador? Yeah, sure. Would, would the, if he's playing players well. want to play because it's his event? Not any more than... Not more than the money. Not more than it's either elevated or it's not. It's convenient on the schedule or it's elevated, not. you get elevated, right? It doesn't work. Well, that. your sponsor, it, you know, the, the money, um, you know, the purse, you can, yeah, you can get elevated if the sponsor, the title sponsor, wants to do that. And people were wondering, well, why won't Honda? Well, right now it's a transition. Honda's not going to be the title sponsor next year. There will be somebody new, but it's a very difficult timing, and I feel for the situation, but I think long-term, the Honda Classic's going to be here, the Honda Classic's going to survive, the Honda Classic's going to get back to having phenomenal fields. So let me just add one quick follow-up. I know we got a break. Uh, if, if Again, if, if you were in charge, would you look for a non-conventional sponsor with unlimited funds, or would you look for more of a conventional sponsor to be here for longer time? <laughs> I look for someone that can pay them, <laughs> write the check, they, because right now it's so hard to even find the companies because of what's happened with Live. You know, it's 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 eroded the perception, not re- necessarily reality, but it's eroded the perception. Well, what I would want is someone that's going to be um, committed to the number one. Uh, reason this tournament exists, which is to raise funds for charities in the local community, which is ultimately what people forget is actually the purpose of all PGA Tour events. All right, we have uh, one more segment to go here before yeah, Josh. I knew Jeanette knew that. Yeah, Josh Cohen <laughs> and the home team actually takes your, takes over at four o'clock today. So uh, Josh Cohen and the home team at four o'clock, along with Steve Politziner, Jeanette Javier, Evan Cohen, with you here on ESPN One Hundred Six Three. 
You're listening to ESPN 1063's Honda Classic coverage, presented by Gosling's Rum, the official rum and ginger beer of the Honda Classic. Also brought to you by Quelliv, the Orange Bowl, Kaiser University, Eisner Affer, and Brightline. We are live at the Honda Classic along with Steve Palatino, Jeanette Javier, Evan Cohen with you here on ESPN 106.3. Streaming live, ESPNWestPalm.com and on the ESPN app. Jeanette, the leaderboard report. Go ahead. Oh, G. yeah. So it's right here. Um, at the Honda Classic leaderboard. <laughs> under 10. There's people standing around wanting to hear this. Yeah, go ahead, G. Under 10, uh, Jay Sue. So. 10 under, not under so. 10. 10 under, saw. So. Uh, is his brother? All right, I got it. Uh, so, so <laughs> 10 under. Uh, Kirk minus 9. Gerard minus 8. And then 3 tied at minus 7. Martin, Cole, local kid, and Taylor. Uh, then a group at five, uh, 5 under. Thanks, Jeanette. You forgot Billy Horschel, who's right under. Who's tied with Duncan. Oh, that's a good University one to mention. of Florida. Okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. Connection. You see? Yeah, so there you go. Teamwork? Something like that. Nice. Yeah. All right. Anyway, better than J-Mart's reports yesterday, I think, actually. Um, I don't know if you guys saw last night the San Antonio Spurs lost their 15th straight game. Uh, certainly not here to break down the Spurs. But an overall question, although I'd like to. Yeah. Do you think tanking in sports works? If it's like, yeah, like overall, no. because We always talk about it. Yeah, uh, overall, no. And I uh, – I, uh, of course, lean a lot to thinking about the business side of it. Like what you're saying to your fans and your sponsors. Hey, keep investing with us. We're going to be terrible until we might maybe be good. I mean, I don't even think the Sixers and the trust the process. Has it, has it actually worked? No, because it's They've only been, one guy. They haven't been in the finals. <laughs> like, no. I mean, it's I, only I, one I, guy. That was a decade of stick with this See, thing. Here's the thing that people don't realize with that. Everybody talks about how great Embiid is. And everybody talks about some of the trust the process and how it got there. If I, if I read off... The amount of first-round picks, and you'd be like, "Oh my God, that was a terrible <laughs> Fultz pick." Fultz and Noel. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep on that, but Fultz is actually good. But you know, they have a lot of guys. Was a tough year. Got they it. have a lot of guys. You'd be like, "I'm not sure that this worked seven years in a row. Maybe trying it once for or, or twice." But even like the suck for luck, you know, I I would have done the same thing based on that specific guy. But on the whole, because of the circumstances, because they did such a bad job of putting a team around him, it actually didn't work. Yeah, the only other team, the only team I think you could make the argument for were or the Houston Astros. They, they got really okay, in bad. Baseball is the only sport. In baseball, there's multiple. The, the Red Sox did it for a year. The Cubs did it with Theo Epstein. The Ab- Astros did it. Baseball is oddly the only sport it works. And it's interesting because none of us realize it's happening because we don't know anything about the draft. Right, right. And it doesn't, like, you don't realize it till four years You're later. Like, oh, yeah, they were <laughs> terrible a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right? But we hear about it all the time. I mean, even as a Heat fan, there have certainly been moments where I would be like, oh, they should trade this guy. What if they trade this, trade this guy? They stockpile picks, et cetera, et cetera. And the reality is, like, what if the Spurs don't end up with Wembenyama? Yep. Or what if Wembenyama's not good? Right. Or Scoot Henderson, who's the other guy that, that you know is in the G League now. So conceptually, you would say, no, it doesn't work. No. Would you try it for one year? No, because I... It, you, wouldn't, you would go heat style and be like, I I'd don't I'd rather care be competitive it, every year. Yeah. I'd rather have a chance of being competitive every year. Upsets do happen in, you know, in the playoffs, and you can build momentum, and maybe you make a round that you didn't think you were going to make, and you attract a free agent from it. I'd rather t- and I'd rather tell my fans I'm trying to win every year. You, you, want, you want the fans' money? What about a football team? One year. Because it, it guarantees you 
show basketball's you, lottery. You'll know better. I can't think of an NFL team where they went that bad, two wins, three wins, and came out the next year and were playing for a Super Bowl. It's not even that. It's that they start the – like, I don't think that the Jaguars actually tanked. I think they were just bad. Yeah, right. right. And, and they're on their way. Yeah. Right. Bengals, I don't think they tanked. I think they were bad, and they're on their way. So It's like, would you rather be the Chargers, who are always like on the verge of the playoffs the every year? Yeah, I would. I would. Because their season means something every year. I kind of agree with you. On my notes yeah. that I took, I said yes because it's contingent on the sport. In the NFL, it works, I think, because if you have a guy who's coming in that you really want, you think is going to be a great player to the team, at least make the team relevant again, then go ahead and tank. But the NBA, you don't even know if it's going to be worth it because, again, of the lottery. Well, okay, so your football team's an interesting example. You're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Brady's not there. Kyle Trask, farmer, Florida Gator, who I actually think is pretty good. But if you're the Bucks, would you tank this year? Try to get Caleb Williams, the quarterback from USC, Heisman winner, right? I mean, you guys stink this year probably. No, probably, yes, we will absolutely stink. But I think you should give Kyle Trask a, a chance. Or sign Lamar. Well, you I don't can't know. Sign them, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the, uh, you know, the assets that they have as far as cap. Well, I mean, they could figure out how to. How to Plus, Kyle know, Trask it. has the Florida tie. Like, I think give give the guy a shot. Yeah, but that's a team that like you just lose Brady. It kind of makes sense for one. But Steve, you're saying you wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. First of all, there's a lot of good young quarterbacks that you can look, make uh, headway with right away. Yeah. All right, well, this was fun. Steve Paltziner, uh, you will hear us again next Friday as part of ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20 celebration. Jeanette Javier, I'm Evan Cohen. Thank you to Christian Stone, Aiden, everybody who helped on site. We have coverage all day at the Honda Classic. Deportes 760 coming up next at 3 p.m. And then Josh Cohen and the home team at 4 p.m. right here on ESPN 106.3. Evan Cohen is back.